This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I appreciate uh, you sent me this going into a weekend just so I can stress about it uh, until we come back to work on Monday. <laughs> nice little news story to send a hypochondriac <laughs> who gets up so early in the morning. I know. I know, but I, I, we, we, we talk about this constantly. It's a big part of our lives, Taz, so you, you had to know about this. And a lot of shift workers who are listening right now. If you're up at this hour, this story probably affects you as well. Headline is, napping for longer than one hour increases risk of early death by 30%. Yikes. Not good. That's, that's pretty significant. When you nap in the afternoon, do you nap longer than an hour usually? I used to. I used to nap three hours sometimes. Yeah. And, Same here. Uh, but I wouldn't. It wasn't because I thought I was going to die early. Was, I couldn't sleep at night. So, so like, you stopped. Last two years, I would say I don't really nap um, in the afternoon. And I, I had heard not to nap more than an hour because it messes with your sleep cycles. So I, when I do nap, occasionally once a week, I try to keep it to around an hour. Taking naps of longer than an hour can cause heart disease, may trigger early death. Researchers found that long naps in the afternoon are associated with a 30% greater risk of dying young and 34% higher likelihood of getting uh, heart disease, cardiovascular disease. How much do you nap? I nap all the time, man, whenever I can. And I will, if I don't set an alarm in the afternoon, I'll sleep for two, three hours. Nice knowing you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be. I, you know, I, I, I take all these studies, you know, uh, you know, with a grain of salt. Well, look at the sample size: three hundred and thirteen thousand participants. Okay. From more than twenty studies were included in the analysis. Oh wow! They found that uh, long naps. Um caused a greater risk of early death. Hold on, though. This could be good news. When nighttime sleep was taken into account, long naps were linked with an elevated risk of death only in those who slept more than six hours per night. Ooh. I don't sleep six hours at night. I only sleep like four or five hours at night. So am I okay to take long naps in the afternoon? I'm confused now. Yeah, when nighttime sleep was taken into account, long naps were linked with an elevated risk of death only in those who slept more than six hours. So I think you're good. As long as I keep having terrible sleeps at night, I can nap in the afternoon. Wait, so who are these people that are getting eight hours at night and then taking two and a half, three hour naps in the afternoon? There must be more going on. Are they... Yeah. You know, unemployed, are they... That's some talented sleeping right there. Are they, are they sleeping you can behind sl the wheel? If you can sleep a total of 15 hours a day, you probably already have something wrong with you. <laughs> the, naps I, are, the naps are the least of your worries. Yeah, or I get why your body would break down or something, because you're not up moving. Huh. So if you are planning on taking a little afternoon siesta here, make sure you... Uh, you set a timer for 59 minutes. <laughs> as long as you only sleep 59 minutes, you're going to live a long, fulfilled life. Taz and Jim, phone in Friday. And let's go to Scott. He's up first. Hey, Scott, what do you got for us? How's it going? I, well, I'm hoping just to maybe put a public service announcement out there for, uh, you know, I love that people are out walking, doing their thing during COVID, trying to burn off that extra weight they put on, but... Uh, 
I run every morning with my dog, and what I find frustrating is a lot of a lot of the people are wearing these giant headphones that are noise canceling. They look like they're ready to DJ at the club, and they don't get it. They're they're walking in the middle of the path, and you're trying to say, you know, I'm coming, and they're just taking the whole space up. So if they could just have some courtesy and just kind of move over a little bit, so there's room for other users to go by. Like pre-COVID, you could kind of let it a cost to warn them you were coming, but now that's gonna <laughs> land you in jail. So, yeah. <laughs> you need a bike bell. Yeah. So, you know what? I my I, I put like my I leave my dog's tags on, um, and so they, they jingle jangle. jangle. Some, yeah. Yeah, and some people will move out of the way, and there are the you know there's the people that are clearly walking with someone outside their bubble, and they're doing their six foot distance kind of thing, but they don't. They don't realize they're taking up the whole path, and to try and run around them, you got to scale a fence or run into a creek just to get around them. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a frustrating thing. I I gotta say, I am so envious of people who run every day. What time of day do you run? Well, we we got a newborn too, so I get out about five thirty in the morning. Wow. While well, my wife and the newborn are still sleeping, and then uh, get home for the duty. But yeah, it's nice it's nice and early. But you know the. I heard you were I, you were talking about maybe taking some HGH and making a comeback. So maybe you'll uh, that can be your start to running. There you go, Taz. Do a round of roids. Are you on HGH as well, Scott? Or uh... absolutely not. No. <laughs> if I was, I'd be a lot faster. Yeah, I, I see the early morning runners. I see people running like people in really good shape. Uh, running when I'm driving to work at like four in the morning, and it makes me feel terrible about myself. Jim, you? I feel just the same? I like to assume they're criminals running from the cops, <laughs> and it's a lot easier. Yeah, some of them are shirtless, so maybe. <laughs> I was gonna say the, the people running that early in the morning are either one of two things: getting in shape, or they just finished breaking into someone's car, or maybe that guy's work truck. <laughs> right, Scott. I hope that uh, the noise canceling headphone in the middle of the sidewalk crowd have heard you this morning. Okay. Yeah, thanks very much. You guys have a good one. No problem. Thank you. Uh, you'll like this. John is on the phone, Jim. He's from Mitchell, Ontario, or wants to talk about Mitchell, Ontario, okay. your hometown. Hey, John. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What do you want to say? Hey, I just wanted to, uh, you know, throw a big shout out there, just on Jim and my behalf, to uh, all the cobs of corn that didn't get eaten this year at Corn Fest in Mitchell. And I know there's a lot of disappointment in that and a lot of field growers that uh, missed out on that opportunity to get rid of their cops. So I just wanted to throw it out there and uh, say, hey, it's going to happen next year. I feel good about it. Yeah, yeah. Those cobs. I mean, I hope... I hope people are still buying them. I know there used to be the steam tractor at the Mitchell Corn Fest every year, and that was a giant novelty that would cook up the corn on now, the cob. For, for people who don't know, people who aren't uh, you two guys, uh, Mitchell, Ontario, the big summer event that they have every year is Corn Fest, mm-hmm. where they get together as a slow-pitch tournament. Jim, you and I played in it once. I, I appreciate Mount- the invite. Mm-hmm. Mountains of corn. Mountains of corn and uh, a beer tent. That's basically it. Yeah. What else do you need? <laughs> Corn and beer. Something to watch while you're uh, consuming Well, what them. else do you need? Toilet paper. If you're consuming Absolutely. nothing but corn and beer all weekend, <laughs> TP is a necessity as well. Yeah, maybe a few toothbrushes. Jazz and Jim, phone it in Friday. Caleb says he's got a crazy story for us. Okay. Hey, Caleb. Hey, what's going on, guys? Not much. Uh, what happened? <laughs> so uh, the other day you guys were talking about uh, like work trucks in the city getting stolen and stuff like that. And uh, later that afternoon, my work truck got 
jacked from uh, from me no. around the uh, Argyle area. Come so, on. So the day, yeah, I was uh, having lunch at a restaurant, and a police officer was investigating because a guy in a city truck was standing next to his truck, left it running, and a dude just walked up, got in the truck, drove away, and stole it. And from what uh, police friends have told me, this is becoming more and more common, where people, if they drive around or they they just wait for the opportunity, and if they see a car that's running, they'll run over, hop in it, and drive away. And it happened to you that day after we talked about that. We warned you, Caleb! I did. Well, so what's kind of funny, though, is I was listening to that, and I was thinking to myself, I mean, if somebody took the truck, it would suck because, like, my personal keys are in the truck all day, like, for my car and everything. Uh-huh. So I took my keys out and put them in my pocket all day. So the guy, like, I had my phone, my wallet, and my personal keys on me when he took the truck. So, like, he didn't really get anything of mine, thankfully. And, like, and the truck's been, like, recovered and everything, and, like, I didn't really get away with anything. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty uh, it was pretty wild that it was all, like, within the same, like, six hours. <laughs> but if you didn't hear that, if you didn't hear Jim and I talking about that city truck getting stolen, you probably would have left your keys and your wallet and everything in the truck, and yeah, it would have been I, gone. Definitely my keys. I always keep my phone and my wallet on me because I always figure, like, somebody could walk by and just swipe that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, my keys most definitely would have been in there. So okay. You're welcome. I'm thankful, yeah. at least. <laughs> I heard that that morning. No problem. You owe us. You owe us yeah. big time, Caleb. <laughs> Sounds good. They Sounds found good. the truck. The guy was who stole it was arrested as well? Uh, I don't think so. so like, yeah. After I like talked to the cops and went home, I wasn't really a part of that anymore. But they found it like just abandoned about four hours later. And then, like, the guy went through it. He didn't do a very good job, though. Like, I won't go into detail, but. He missed some stuff that he couldn't take. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's listening right now. You missed some really valuable stuff you could have taken to the pawn well, shop, buddy. Well, so the, everything's going to be pretty locked down from now on. So I bet. So I don't think uh, he'll be able to get us anymore. But well, It sounds yeah. like best-case scenario when you get your truck stolen, Caleb. Glad to hear I that. Did, I, I said if this was my one, I'm, I'm glad it was a work truck <laughs> and not my own, so. That is, uh, it was kind of a best-case scenario, right? Yeah, right on. Thanks for listening. Glad we could help out. Monday night, a woman in Akron bought a pack of smoked turkey tails from the grocery store. As she was cooking them, she noticed that one of them didn't look like the other ones. Hmm. The more she looked at it, she's like, is that? No, it can't be. But then she became convinced that one of the turkey tails was actually um, someone's human genitalia. What? She thought that there was some male genitalia mixed in with her turkey tails, and she actually uh, did what anyone would do. She went online and did a Facebook Live about it, talking about what she saw. Somebody's body part is in my beans. Hey, y'all, this is serious. Like, the medical examiners and everybody's on their way to my house. So I called the police, and they came out, and this is the first they ever had in Akron, Ohio. They don't know what to do. They about to send the medical examiners and the coroner out to my house because it is for real, and I'm not joking. It is somebody's private parts. What do you think of that, Jim? Was it? She called the cops. Yeah. Medical examiner came out. And after testing the suspected male genitalia in a lab, they determined that, in fact, it was 
pork. <laughs> Yo, false alarm. False alarm. It was oh. pork. Just a sausage. Somehow a pork tail with a bone inside of it got into the package of turkey tails. That's why it looked different. Okay. And, oh, yes, it did look, you know, a lot of meat looks like male genitalia. <laughs> I guess so. You ever get a pack of sausages? Well, yeah, for sure. I don't even know what a pork tail looks like, to be honest. Apparently it looks like a dinky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a best case scenario in that moment for sure. Now, the woman says she's hired an attorney anyways to handle the situation because even though uh, it wasn't male genitalia, it was mislabeled food. Mm, not kosher. Yeah, definitely not kosher. Well, it looks, the genitalia does look like uh, like it had been snipped, but... <laughs> <laughs> but the situation not kosher at all. You can't be eating the pork mixed in with the the turkey. Oh man. Uh, imagine that. She was laughing about it at first and then she just started convincing herself. We've all been there. Your mind just plays a trick on you and you're like, "Well, no, maybe it really is." Yeah, and you know the comments from the internet uh, Facebook live are probably encouraging as well. It's a penis for sure. Call still, the cops. Still eat it. <laughs> Ew! Taste it! <laughs> Get way more hits on your Facebook Live if you eat it. Think of TikTok! You want to give a shout out to some very funny people. You did another uh, Virtually a Comedian with Yuck Yucks last night online. Yeah, and it was it was great again. It's tough doing stand-up comedy to, uh, to nobody, uh, but I was very impressed with everybody's effort last night. Shout out to uh, Aaron Stevenson, who uh, was the winner. Uh, I have a little clip of him here. I, uh, I was in bed with a lady once. I took my pants off, and all she said was, Jesus, you have the sharpest knees I have ever seen. <laughs> and you see, my problem with that is I, I tried to make that sexy. So I went, uh, well, then good thing this isn't a water bed. She's like, no, you got to go. You got to get the f- out of my house. I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> the sharpest knees. I've never heard that before. That's the first thing she noticed when he took his <laughs> pants off. Poor Aaron. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's moving on to the next round. But Mark Breslin, the founder and CEO of Yuck Yucks, was one of the judges, uh, along with myself and, and local comedian Clint Cucci. And he's got some great stories because he's been doing it for, you know, three or four decades. Yeah, a pioneer. Yeah, one of the, uh, you know, he's, he's seen all the big uh, Canadian comedians go through Yuck Yucks, Jim Carrey, uh, Howie Mandel. Um, and, uh, Norm Macdonald was one of the guys who got his start at Yuck Yuck. So I asked him for a good Norm Macdonald story and he did not disappoint last night. Well, you know, he was an incredibly private guy. Um, he didn't hang out with a lot of comics. Um, and I remember actually the first time we all went, we used to go on these Vegas trips, all the comics and Norm came on the first trip. He'd never been to Vegas before. In fact, he'd never been in a casino before. And it was the beginning of his gambling addiction. Uh-oh. And the when we were taking the plane home, which was a charter, um, we couldn't find Norm. And the plane was actually late because somebody had to run back to the casino, grab Norm off the tables, who had not slept in two days, and get him on the plane before the plane took off. You're kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would have kid about 
But obviously not, because you know there's all the stories about him gambling, chucking thousands of dollars off a bridge into the water. Well, I saw it. I saw the first. I saw it the first time it happened. So because this was the days when they didn't have casinos in Canada. Remember. So there you go. If you've never heard stories about Norm's gambling, he's he's gone broke twice. He he no longer gambles, but he had, like the last time he he was gambling, he won like sixty thousand dollars. I think in Atlantic City, and as he left the casino, he crossed a bridge and was like, I'm just going to lose this money again. He chucked it all into a river. Thousands That's of dollars. That's crazy. He was so fed up with his gambling addiction, he threw away 60 grand. Yeah, but it looks like that's where it started, that casino trip. How awesome would it be if you're a fisherman Oh, and you caught Norm McDonald's bag full of money? Yeah, you're in your hip waders and a duffel bag <laughs> hits you in the head. Cha-ching. Thanks, Norm. <laughs> We will uh, we'll keep you posted on Virtually a Comedian. The contest rolls on here, and if you want to uh, stay in the loop, you can find details always on the Taz and Jim social media accounts. Jim's got an NFL story he wants to share with everybody. What's going on? I think you can relate with this one, Taz. Tom Brady hates sweat on his football. Um, I hate sweat on my footballs too. Yeah, well, you're a sweaty man, you know, and it, it's one of the banes of your existence, right? It, it's uh, yeah, it's a curse that I've dealt with my whole life. Yeah, but it's not Tom that's sweating on the balls. <laughs> it's actually the centers that are hiking him the ball. So you know, he just got uh, traded or just signed with uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. The center there, Ryan Jensen, has uh, told the media that uh, Tom Brady had to have a talk with him about butt sweat. Pulled him aside and said, dude, I love you, but you're you're getting your butt sweat all over the ball. I, I don't have a grip on it. We need to change things. So Tom Brady has a legitimate strategy that he's patented for all of his centers that he makes them do when they play a game. Okay. So that the sweat doesn't get on the ball. Let's hear it. You take, first, you, you fold the towel once. Mm-hmm. Then you fold it over itself again. Put it down your crack and douse in baby powder. No more ass sweat. But you've got a towel. Like, are we talking, uh, is this a face cloth or is it a full on, like, shower size towel? I'm picturing, no, I'm picturing hand towel, like, at the hotel. Yeah. You know, like the half towel, whatever that is. But you, you fold it twice, douse it in baby powder, shove it down there. And then it stays down there the entire game. So this whole time, the center for the New England Patriots has been playing with a baby powdered towel down the back of his pants? Yes. Can't you see him waddling? (laughs) You you feel like that would would kind of ruin your... I just thought he had a massive taint. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the size of the taint on that guy. That guy's taint is ripped. That's the jackedest tan I've ever did oh, see. muscular. Well, just how, bulging out of his pants. How do you even work that thing out? <laughs> but that's that's legitimately what they've all been doing. Uh, the, the, the center, Ryan Jensen, says, It's an adjustment a little bit, having a towel down the rear side, but if that's mm-hmm. what Tom wants, uh, and that's what's going to help him be a better quarterback, I'm going to do what I have to do. The first couple times it was a bit uncomfortable, but just like anything, you get used to it. <laughs> just like anything. When you're bending over, eventually you get used to it, right? <laughs> wow. I, I never realized that. Now, in Florida, you'd think that that problem would be worse than it was up north in uh, in the Boston area. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, it would be. With the heat. 
This is muggy. Something I've never considered, but now I guess, uh, you know, high-definition TV, you're not going to be able to hide it. (laughs) I'm going to be watching for the butt towels in the NFL. Everybody's going to look like uh, the kicker in Ace Ventura. (laughs) (laughs) Ray Finkel. Yeah, we know how he did it. Yeah. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.